This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hundreds of spaceships take off from Earth's surface and head toward Mars. Fast forward seven months, and this space fleet of ships is near the red planet. Soon they will all land, and a few thousand people will become citizens of Mars. Perhaps they will never return to their home planet, because there will be absolutely all conditions for a comfortable life here. It takes time and many expeditions to create a self-sustaining colony on Mars. Here is how, step by step, people might build a full-fledged city there, with factories, hospitals, apartment buildings, and even clubs and restaurants. First, we need to pick a time to launch the rocket. A launch window opens once every 780 days. That's when the distance between Earth and Mars is the shortest. In this case, the journey will take about 6-7 to seven months. Let's move to the launch pad. Here, we see the spacecraft connected to a booster rocket. Ignition! The booster sends the spacecraft into the air. It then undocks and lands back on Earth. At the same time, the spacecraft's engines start, and it makes its way to Earth's parking orbit. To make this ascent, the ship has used almost all its fuel and now needs refueling. To do this, we use our booster again. A huge crane places another spacecraft on the booster. There are huge fuel tanks inside the ship. The booster launches from Earth and takes the refueler into orbit. It docks with the spaceship and fills it with fuel. The journey through space may need a total of five such refuelings. And for the first mission to build a colony on Mars, we need five spaceships. So that's about 25 launches from Earth. Considering that the booster cost $230 million, the refueler $130 million, and the ship itself is $200 million, the price tag on the mission is pretty impressive. So, ignition. Fast forward in time, and the first five ships descend to the surface of Mars. These ships haven't brought the first humans. They carry only payloads, like fuel and water supplies, oxygen for breathing, and medical supplies. There are also first living modules, waste management systems, and a huge number of solar panels for generating electricity. Before landing, one of the ships launches a system of satellites into orbit. It'll provide communication on the red planet. So, the robots begin their work on Mars. First, a whole bunch of little rovers line up and unfold solar panels. Their total area reaches the size of seven soccer fields. They're much less efficient on Mars than on Earth. Frequent sandstorms fill the working surface of the panels with sand. But at the same time, the strong winds of the red planet also help to wipe the sand away. Other rovers, equipped with powerful drills, begin searching for water in the Martian soil. When they find water, people will begin producing fuel. We'll combine carbon dioxide from the atmosphere with the mined water at a high temperature and under high pressure. It'll result in getting methane for rockets and oxygen for breathing. Since February 2021, Mars Perseverance rover has been testing the technology for oxygen extraction. It has a box inside. This is the Mars Oxygen IRSU experiment, also called MOXIE. This thing pulls Martian air inside and then, under high pressure, takes one atom of oxygen from carbon dioxide. Such a thing, about the size of a shoebox, can provide enough oxygen for one astronaut to breathe. 
But if you build the same mechanism, but the size of a large factory, it'll produce oxygen for an entire colony and release the rest into the atmosphere of Mars. Another group of rovers is working to turn the surface of Mars into a landing zone to prepare for the next step in colonizing the red planet. By this time, the robotic population of Mars has been working on these tasks for two years and two months, and people on Earth have been waiting for a new flight window to open. This time, not five, but 12 spaceships are coming to Mars. Ten of them are cargo ships, which bring construction materials, fuel, and other supplies, as well as a lot of scientific equipment and 3D printers. Two other ships carry the first interplanetary astronauts. The doors of the spaceships open, and 30 heroes set foot on the surface of Mars for the first time in history. These people are scientists, engineers, and doctors. They have undergone a strict selection and long training to become the first people to conquer another planet. And these guys don't have a return ticket. They'll have to stay on Mars for two years. The astronauts live right in their spaceships and try to get used to the unusual conditions on Mars. The temperature here is about minus 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Also, the gravity on Mars is two and a half times weaker than on our home planet. That means a person here can jump twice as high and lift heavier objects. But the muscles in human bodies have a hard time getting used to such a difference. So astronauts can't work full-time. The first thing they do is unload cargo ships and deploy life support systems. Some people are experimenting with turning Martian soil into material for 3D printers. Others are setting up greenhouses and cultivating soil to grow plants. The human waste recycling system the robots brought here is used to make fertilizer for plants. Two more years and two months have passed. We see a launch of a spaceship, not from Earth, but from Mars. The 30 astronauts have completed their mission and are on their way home. It's easier for spaceships to take off from Mars because the gravitational force here is less powerful. At the same time, ships are launched from Earth. They'll bring nearly 100 new inhabitants and even more cargo to Mars. When this space fleet arrives at the red planet, the astronauts can taste the first food grown here. 3D printers begin building homes on Mars. They print outer shells from Martian soil and plant waste. These shells will protect the dwellings from solar radiation and strong winds. And inside the shells, people will build permanent houses. They're inflatable and are equipped with modules brought directly from the spaceships. These houses have living bays, research bays, and communication centers. The construction goes on for two more years until the next flight window opens again. Some astronauts leave Mars, but more and more people come here with every new mission. They no longer live in spaceships. There are comfortable underground houses and 3D-printed shelters. Most of the food is already produced on Mars. A new generation of robots works together with farmers. Other robots help to build even more houses to accommodate the ever-increasing human population. Two more years have passed. Various space agencies launch their missions to Mars. There are more people, more scientific equipment, and even tanks with fish. In 2035, Mars and Earth are at a record short distance. So people send a huge fleet of ships with astronauts and construction materials. By this time, the human colony looks like a small city with many interconnected domes. Its inhabitants have already begun building an underground network of tunnels to move between houses, laboratories, and factories. They've also built the first hospital. Two years later, the population of Mars reaches the 1500 mark. Almost all of these people will become permanent residents of the planet. Four years and two more launch windows later, the first restaurant opens its doors. 
Also, the construction of a nuclear power plant begins. Once it's finished, the Martians will no longer need constant supplies from Earth. From above, the colony looks like a small town. There's a farming section where food is grown, a living section, and a factory district. And with each new mission, people bring more and more solar panels. Now their total area equals dozens of soccer fields. All this allows the astronauts to feel at home. They also don't have to wait for food supplies from Earth. 20 years of the human colony on Mars. Its population is now about 30,000 people. Workers begin to bring their families to Mars. The first schools are built here. 30 years. The population is already over 100,000 people. The colony's infrastructure allows it to be completely self-sufficient. People produce enough food, get enough fuel and oxygen. Around this time, the first plants start growing in Martian soil. There's more and more oxygen in the planet's atmosphere. The trees planted in greenhouses contributed to this. The greenhouse effect from all the human activity helps warm up the surface of Mars, if only a bit. People still have to wear spacesuits when they go outside. It will take many more years until people will be able to breathe on Mars like they do on Earth. Gradually, rivers and lakes will appear. Green plants will cover most of the land. And then the inhabitants of Mars will be able to go outside without an oxygen helmet and call the red planet, now green, their home.